All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win a series against the Rangers. They win one to nothing on Monday. They won the first game of the doubleheader two to one on the walk-off home run from Gleyber Torres on Sunday. They did lose the Sunday uh, second game of the doubleheader four to two, but overall a good series, a series win against a, a bad team. I don't think they're as bad as the Orioles or the Royals. Not as good, probably, as Cleveland, but they're right around there, the Rangers, and they've been playing better of late, but really, that lineup's not any good. They've got three, maybe four guys that scare you. The bullpen is okay. The starting pitching is okay. The manager's a fucking idiot, as you could hear him complain about the Yankee Stadium dimensions after the walk-off win on Sunday, Uh, but overall, it's a good series. Take two out of three, keep it moving, and the Yankees now have won every series this season outside of the fucking disaster in Baltimore about a month ago, that weekend series where they just couldn't score. They couldn't score, and and they can't score again. And that's a big problem because the starting pitching, the bullpen, the whole pitching staff has been so fucking good that the Yankees can have series like this where they just played 26 innings against the Rangers offensively and scored five runs. Two in the first game, two in the second game, one in the third game. And they're able to win two out of three, scoring five runs in 26 innings because the pitching is so good. But the hitting is back to where it was prior to the 11-game winning streak. When they couldn't get runners in against Boston or Toronto, they couldn't hit against Baltimore, they got shut out in Detroit. That's sort of where they are again. So now it has me thinking, okay, we knew early in the season this is the same offense, that they brought back the same exact lineup from last year. And what we saw early in the season made everyone think, okay, this is just a continuation of last year's issues, now a year later. But then they had the winning streak. They were scoring in bunches, lighting up uh, Cleveland, 19 runs in three games. Baltimore, 27 runs in three games. Kansas City, 21 runs in three games. Go to Toronto, score 12 runs the first two games there, win those. And you're thinking, okay, the playing two their career stats, playing to who they're supposed to be, they're finally doing that. It took them all of last year, it took them the beginning of this year, but they're finally doing that. But now they're not doing it again. So was the 11-game winning streak a blip in what has been a miserable offensive performance since the start of last year? Is what we've seen the start of this year and these past few games now the blip and the 11-game winning streak is the truth? I don't know. I don't know. But... Going into that series finale in Toronto last Wednesday, facing Yusei Kikuchi, a guy who the Yankees had a 1078 combined OPS against, and he shut them down. Run, run, one run over six innings. They lose that game two to one. Had many chances against Kikuchi. Had chances against the bullpen. Had chances against Romano in the ninth. Couldn't get the job done. They lose. The winning streak comes to an end. And you're okay. It was going to end at some point. To have it end against the Blue Jays isn't the worst. You'd think it would end in the Alec Manoa game. It didn't. It comes against Kikuchi. Then the off day Thursday. Then they're rained out Friday. They're rained out Saturday. They come on Sunday, doubleheader. They've had three days off. And they come out and they give Garrett Cole no run support. They give him one run of support that he blew in the seventh inning when he threw 114 pitches, the most pitches any pitcher's thrown in the majors this season. I don't know what he's doing going back out there after 106 pitches on a cold May day in his sixth start of the season against Texas, but okay, especially with this bullpen where anybody you bring in, you fucking are confident they're going to put up a zero. But okay, that that happened. Then the night game, they scored two runs only on the Stanton home run. Then on Monday, they scored one run in the eighth inning. 
on the Rizzo double with Judge after the single. So you go back to the Kikuchi game. One run in six innings against a guy they've owned. Sunday against Dunning, that he no hits them for five innings. Sunday night against Otto, Glenn Otto, former Yankees prospect, traded for Joey Gallo. Two runs against him. Then against John Gray, who can't get anyone out. He's either injured or not getting anyone out. He's no hitting the Yankees. He's doing his job. And they just can't score. They get walks. They can't score. They finally score in the eighth after having just three singles in the first seven innings. Abysmal offensive performance. And yes, the Yankees are winning. And yes, they're 20-8. and eight. Yes, they're in first place. They're doing this because the pitching's so fucking good. And that's great. If the pitching's going to hold up and be healthy, they're one of only a few teams that have used only five starters this year. That'll come to an end this next week because of the postponements and the days off are gone and they'll need a spot starter. So the starting rotation's been healthy. The bullpen's been healthy. The whole team's been healthy. Joey Gallo had a few days. He had an issue. Tim LaCastro now on the IL. Not like that's an enormous loss. He barely plays as is. But that's it. The Yankees have stayed healthy. Something this team hasn't done in forever. And I, you can't sit here and say, oh, it's because they're doing a great job with the lineup and the load management. They've been doing that shit for years and it never works out. So maybe it's just finally the injury bug has moved on from them after it depleted them in 19, fucked them in 20, crushed them even last year. Maybe it's time, you know, maybe their time with the injuries has come and gone and they'll be healthy here. They need to be healthy. The pitching needs to be healthy because if the offense is going to be this sporadic, this is consistent, they need the pitching to stand up and be awesome. So I don't know. I don't know. Is it is the most of April Yankees, which we saw all of 2021 and now we're seeing again, is that who this offense is? Or is the 11-game winning streak when they're just beating the shit out of bad teams indicative of who they are? It's probably more that last year's team is who this year's team is. Yes, they went and they scored up runs in bunches against Cleveland and Baltimore and Kansas City. They're not going to do that all season because they're not going to see those teams all season. And this week now, they'll see Toronto. They'll see the White Sox. Both teams can pitch well. Both teams are expected to get to the postseason. Both teams are probably... The, like the Blue Jays were the AL favorite going into the year. The White Sox had the easiest path given that their division sucks. Neither team has been playing well. Neither team has been hitting just like the Yankees haven't been hitting. But that's not an excuse. Just because no one else is hitting doesn't mean the Yankees shouldn't be hitting. So they'll have to hit better. They'll have to do better because they're going to see better teams. And now they've done such a good job here early that they've created the separation in the division where they've got the lead on Tampa. They've got the lead on Toronto. Boston's done. They're not winning the division. They're so buried. The Yankees can play 500 baseball the rest of the season and win 87 games. And for the Red Sox at this point to win 87 games, they, they would need to go 77 and 56, play 19 games over. And the Yankees aren't playing 500 the rest of the way. They're not only going to win 87 games. They're playing over 700 baseball right now. Even if that comes down to 600, they still win mid to high 90s. So they've done what they've had to do to create the separation and put themselves in the driver's seat where others can chase them for once. They haven't been the one being chased in quite some time. I mean, they've won one division title in a decade. So they've been chasing for a while. It's good to be the one being chased. Uh, but yeah, they won some games. And not all has been good, though. <laughs> and you want to say, hey, I'm being, I'm being negative. I'm being pessimistic. I'm not. I'm being a realist. 
And in actuality, the Yankees lead over the Rays right now, their lead over the Blue Jays right now, is not is not true. It's it's not you need to act like their margin in the AL East is going to be slim because it's probably going to be slim. Blue Jays aren't going to be playing this bad forever. Rays have lost two in a row, but they've been playing pretty well. The margin of error is slim for the Yankees to end up as a division winner or end up in one of those fucking shit show best of three series. And in that instance, you need to optimize the team, the roster, the lineup, everything to the best of your abilities to take every advantage you can. And right now, the Yankees aren't doing that. And the scary thing is when you have to win these close, low-scoring games, one-run, two-run games, but Aaron Boone's going to be involved in a lot of these games. The goal is to score enough runs that you out-hit, you outscore him, it takes him out of the game. You saw that this weekend with his fucking weird bullpen decisions when he brings Cole back in, which is fine. Garrett Cole knows his body. He knows how long he can go. If he thought he could go longer, fine. If Garrett Cole, he can pitch the fucking seventh if he wants. He could throw 200 pitches if he wants. But to, for Boone to, to get Michael Kay up and warm and then to sit him down and not use him till later in the day and then the guy fucks up the first time this season, it all, all kind of makes sense. Like David Cohn said in Toronto, King's not a guy you get up and get hot and then sit down and don't use him. Once he's up, he's coming into the game. Didn't happen later in the day. They use him in the second game instead, and he couldn't throw strikes through a wild pitch, gave up some hits, blew the Yankees' lead, and they lost that game. So Boone's going to be involved. If the Yankees aren't just scoring runs, scoring five, six runs a game, he's going to be involved a lot. That's scary. And him having... Kyle Gashioka involved a lot and Jose Trevino involved a lot. It isn't his fault. He didn't fucking build this team. But the catching situation is a huge problem. It's not right at this moment because the Yankees are winning. You just can't play a full season of Major League Baseball with a guaranteed out of the lineup. And that's what the Yankees have right now. They're giving away the nine spot every game. Every once in a while, Gashioka will f- pull a grounder through the hole or Trevino might float one into left field for a single. But that's what you're getting. That's best case scenario is that these guys get a seeing eye single or float one in that's just perfectly placed. They're not barreling the ball. They're not driving in runners. They're not walking. They're just doing nothing. And if you want to say, okay, well, defensively, they're framing pitches and they're doing all the little things behind the plate, whatever. But you can't have automatic outs in your fucking lineup. Not in the, not in the AL East. Not when your goal is to win the World Series. Can't happen. I don't know what the Yankees do. I mean, my, my crazy theory would be to make Kiner Falefa the catcher eventually. He's got 73 games in the majors, and maybe Peraza forces him his way onto the team. Maybe Volpe does better. Both are doing horrible in, in the minors, which is not good. Uh, so, I don't know. Something needs to happen, though. Trevino, Higashioka, they can't be there all year long. And Ben Rivet, is he the answer? Probably not. So going into this, I, I wrote about it, Keep the City. I talked about it here on the podcast that the Yankees purposely created the worst catching tandem in baseball when they made that deal uh, in the offseason, and it's come to fruition. This is the worst catching tandem in baseball. And if the pitching goes or something happens, it'll start to be exposed and people will start to talk about it more. No one's talking about it right now because the Yankees are winning. And that's just the way it goes. And the other thing... Is, is Aaron Hicks, and I have no problem with Aaron Hicks. My problem is with the Yankees' view of Aaron Hicks, their evaluation of him, their usage of him. They think he's fucking Bernie Williams. He's not, he's not even close. But he always gets this preferential treatment. He he has 
you know, he could be have a bad month. He'll finally get demoted. He has one good game. He's back up in the top half of the lineup, or he's batting leadoff. And this idea that he should bat leadoff is based on the idea that his high base percentage is high, which it is right now. But it's high because Hicks's whole game plan to go to the plate is that he's not going to swing. He, he does not want to swing the bat. He hopes that the pitcher will throw four balls outside the zone before he throws three balls in it. And he hopes that they're wild enough that he won't have to use pitch recognition and he could just not swing. And when you face enough bad and mediocre starters, that's going to happen. And when you look at who the Yankees have played lately, they played Baltimore, Kansas City, Cleveland's not very good, Texas not very good. A lot of bad and mediocre starters on those teams. And that's why his on-base is elevated. His whole game plan is to go up there and just take fucking wild pitches from bad starters. And it's worked. He's It's done him well. But when you need Aaron Hicks to drive in a runner from third with less than two out, you have bases loaded one out, you have a high leverage situation, you need him to do something other than just hope that the guy on the mound's wild, it's not good. It's not good. And and I get the idea. You want to bat him lead off because he doesn't drive in runners. He doesn't make the best contact. He doesn't have any power, he, and he walks. Okay, that's fine, but he, he, it's not going to work out well. It'll work out when you're facing the four and five on the on the Orioles, you know, every couple months. But when you're facing true, talented, elite pitchers, it's never going to work. And you wanted the bat leadoff. You're going to give the most at bats on the team over the course of time to him. I don't. Who wants that? And in, and in high leverage situations this year, he's 0 for 16 with four walks. In low and medium situations, he's hitting 327 with 12 walks. So you could just see the difference. He, he never has in a bat where he you you think that he knows that the pitcher's in trouble. He's not the one in trouble. He he gets himself out, swinging over changeups, which he can't just make contact with a changeup. It's fucking crazy. It's worse than Tashera ever was. He pops up to the infield, runner on third, less than two out. It's so predictable. And over over this weekend in the Rangers series, the Yankees purposely at one point sack butted their way into a situation where he would have to hit with a runner on third, less than two out. Of course, he didn't come through. But, again, my problem is not with Hicks, the person. Not even with Hicks, the player. It's how the Yankees use him. If Hicks were to bat seventh every day, Go out, play good defense, get on base here and there, you know, hit 15 home runs, do whatever. Fine. He'd be fucking great. Everyone would love him. But the Yankees forced Aaron Hicks on us. Forced him into the three-hole last year. Forced him into the leadoff spot from time to time and moved LeMahieu down. Just continue to just force him upon us. And it's just, I don't get it. It's not like he's an awful player. It's not like he's a bad player. He's a good player. But he's not who the Yankees think he is. Not even close. Put him in the bottom third, bottom six, whatever, six, seven. I don't care. Let him go do his thing. Don't try to make him something he's not because he's not that. We have enough of a sample size. The guy's fucking 32 years old now. This isn't six years ago. He's still trying to find out who he was. We know who Aaron Hicks is. And he's not a guy the Yankees think he is. Um, you know, Some highlights of the weekend. I guess there were very few. I mean, it all came from the pitching sides. Cole was great against third straight start. Montgomery was excellent. Nestor Cortez, Nestor Cortez, right now he's in the he's on the short list of guys to start the American League or start start uh, for the American League in the All Star game, which is fucking crazy to think of where this guy's come in the last three years. 
to where he is now, unbelievable. Took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. I thought he was going to do it, too, and I really did. He was just... He was just in that groove, and it wasn't like he was even thinking. He's getting the ball, and he always works quickly, but he's getting the ball right away, just locked in, next pitch, giving the batter no time to think. I thought he was going to do it. I, I really did. And, uh, unfortunately, he did it. Maybe at, at another point he'll get another chance. It's just been outstanding, and everyone in the, in the staff has been outstanding. Even Tyone, who I don't trust at all, has been great. I, I, I mean, I love Luis Severino, and he is probably my favorite Yankee right now, I'd say. And... The, he's probably been the worst starter on the team, and he hasn't even been bad. He's just been inconsistent. I mean, the guy hasn't pitched in fucking three years, basically, so it's to be expected. Uh, and we'll see what he does on, on Tuesday night against the Blue Jays. And what is a favorable matchup for the Yankees? They're going against Kikuchi again. Need to bounce back from that effort against him last time. It was just fucking terrible. And they've got Severino on the mound, who at any time can dominate a lineup. And when he's healthy and when he's going right, and when he's got his work in, which he hasn't in three years, he's a front end starter. He's awesome when he can when he when he's on and when he's healthy and he has his work in. So hope to see a big start from him on Tuesday. I hope to see the bats come alive. I, I can't imagine Kikuchi going through this lineup for the second time in less than a week and just dominating them again. It was so puzzling the first time. And it's not even like they were just like hitting into bad luck or that something you know things just weren't going there where they just didn't they just weren't doing shit against him so we'll see if that changes uh on tuesday night at yankee stadium and then back at it on wednesday afternoon so next podcast will be after the second game of the series on, on wednesday afternoon a quick two game series here against the blue jays and uh then a big weekend against the white Sox. four games against the white Sox. so that'll do it for today yankees blue jays tonight and tomorrow afternoon Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game tomorrow.